How many of you want the will of God in this service? How many of you are willing to put aside anything that you may think needs to be done just to allow God's will to be done today? Can we praise him just one more time? Can we push just a little bit more today? How about let's just forget what time it is. Let's forget what's next. And let's just see what God truly wants to do today. Let's truly surrender to him today. God, I surrender it all unto you. God, I pour myself unto you, God. Oh, God, I give it all to you, Jesus. I give you my pain, my hatred, anything. God, my fear, my worries, anxiety, God, the unknown. I give it all unto you, Jesus. Oh, God, I give it all unto you, Jesus. Oh, come on, church, that's it. Come on, church, that's it. Just push a little harder today, Jesus. We trust in you, Jesus. We surrender to you, Jesus. Oh, God, you're faithful. You're worthy. You're just. You're perfect. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. All the great things that happen in the Word of God happen when people surrendered to the will of God. When they stopped looking with their own eyes and they started looking to see what God had for them in their lives. When you look at all the men that saw the promises of God that came to fruition, it was men that could look beyond what they physically saw and they could be look into the presence of God and see what God truly had for them. we got to look beyond the natural and look into the supernatural sometimes. But you'll never do that unless you begin to learn how to put God first. Put God's promises and His dreams beyond your fears and your worries. Amen. Hey, man, God is so good. And you know what God wants us to have in our life? Peace. He wants the church to have peace. That's what he desires. How many of you can say truly you desire more peace? We live in a world full of chaos and dysfunctional mentalities. We as a church, we need peace. And even so more as we see the day approaching when God's coming, I believe the church is going to have more peace. The world might be in chaos, but I believe God is going to pour out more peace in the church because I believe it's that peace that's going to draw the world into the church. And I'm going to be preaching for a little bit today about peace because I feel that the Lord wants us to achieve, to obtain the peace that he has for us all today. Amen. Amen. If you don't mind, let's get our Bibles out. Let's turn to the Word of God. That's John chapter 14 and verse 30. And then Ephesians 2, 2 through 3. Okay? And give honor to Brother Gandy. We love him. And Sister Gandy. Precious. Precious. Incredible people. And it feels good. to. And I'm going to call it home. It's good to be home. Amen? This is our home. This is where we are now. We love it here. It's funny, when I'm out traveling, we're, we're running all the time. I'm preaching, I believe, 15 times in the month of October. And, and we're traveling, we're doing a lot. But when I get home, I get a little bit of a lazy bug in me. I'm supposed to be finishing my home. But when I get home, I want to just enjoy being home. Amen. But you're probably going to see my wife and my kids a lot this month because I'm preaching about 45 minutes from here. And I believe they're going to be here a lot more coming to the services. But uh, it's just good to be home. Amen. I love what I feel. 
John chapter 14, verse 30, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, says, Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the prince of the world cometh and hath nothing in me. Ephesians 2, 2 through 3 says, now this is Paul speaking to the church of Ephesus. Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that knew, that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and in the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. He's simply saying, you know, uh, one time we served the prince of this era. We all came from the world. We were all sinners at one time. How many of you can relate to that? We've all, many of us, we, we came from past that we look like we have it all together. But if you'd have seen us five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you wouldn't recognize us. Because one time we served the prince of this world, but not anymore. Amen. I'm going to be preaching under to you to this title today, The Power of a Prince. The Power of a Prince. Can we pray together? Lord, I love you and I thank you, God, for your sweetness. I thank you for your peace we feel in this place. God, we want your will to take place, God. We will step aside and, and do whatever we need to do for your will to be done, God. And we pray, God, that you move on our hearts, God, quicken our spirits to surrender to you and to anything and everything that you're asking us to do today because you have in mind what is best for us. When we don't even know ourselves, God, you do. And, Lord, we ask that you just intervene and do your will today. And everybody say in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. The meaning of a prince, prince simply means a chief or a ruler. And in the text that I was just reading to you about today was two scriptures talking about the prince of the air, the prince of this world. We understand that the prince of this world is Satan, Lucifer himself. He rules this world. This is his kingdom. This is what he rules. This is where he thrives in. He uses our flesh to take control and to do things that, that our spirit has no desire to do. And that's the world that we live in. That's just normal. And, and, and you can look in the book of Galatians chapter 5. It talks about what he uses and what is just natural in our flesh that Satan uses in the world that we live in. Amen. It simply says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness. Mischievousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murderers, drunkenness, revealings, and such like of thee which I tell you before, as I also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The reason you won't inherit the kingdom of God is because these are the things that your flesh likes to do these are the things that the enemy the devil uses in this world to control through chaos we've got to understand that the enemy uses chaos deception to gain control that's how he thrives that's how he takes control and does what he does it's through chaos it's through his dysfunctional attitude, his life that we sometimes see and we see obviously in the world that we live in the world is full of anxiety. Can I get an amen? amen? The world is full of fear and hatred. Full of hatred. Hatred has no place in the house of God or in the church. Amen. I don't care how you can justify it. There is no way you can have the Holy Ghost and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Talk to God on a daily basis. Know your word of God. Be a part of the church. 
and have hatred of any kind. You cannot justify it. Amen? Envy and murder. Look at the news. Look at the media today. What are we seeing in this world that we live in? All of the above. You can't watch the, the messes on the media and the news. You can't even look at it very long without seeing there's hatred. There's jealousy. There's lies. People lie upon people. They, they lie about everything. Nobody fact checks anything. If they fact check it, they're lying just to make their point come across. That's the mess that we live in. You talk about confusion and chaos and anxiety. The suicide rate is, 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 is crazy right now. The people that are on medication just to survive. Not because they have cancer, not because they have some kind of disease, but because they have fear and anxiety. It's wild to see. I, I, was, I had a mother that, that raised me in church, but my father wasn't. Okay, I wanted to be as much of the world as I could out of just ignorance and flesh. But I understand and I know what it's like to be miserable. I've spoken about it before here. But that's what this world lives in on a daily basis. Why? Because they're serving a prince that rules through chaos. But I'm here to tell you with all the mess that we have to deal with in this world, to, due to the prince of this world, we have our own prince. We've already felt his presence in here today. We've already felt his presence and what, what he leads us through. He's a chief ruler. Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Isn't he wonderful? You see, the world has their own prince that they serve. But now I'm speaking about the prince that we serve. His name shall be called Wonderful. Can I get a witness that he is so wonderful? Can I get an amen that he is beyond, that he is full of wonder? How many times has he left you in wonder, in awe and wonder by the little things that he's done? I can tell you right now in my life, there are great miracles that God has performed for me too. But you want to know what really blew my mind? It was the little insignificant miracles that God did for me. The little prayers that meant nothing. They didn't change my life. They didn't make me have enough money to pay my bills. But it was just small little answered prayers that God did just to let me know, I love you, Andy. I'm here for you. And I'm listening to your prayers, the big ones and the small ones. He's wonderful. He's wonderful. He is so wonderful. He's our counselor. He counsels us. You want to know what to do in life? Look in the word of God. All the things that we teach, it's not because we just have these great ideas. Well, it's because it's what the word of God says. He's a counselor. The mighty God. I'm so glad we get to serve the one and true God, by the way. There's so many false gods in this world. There's so many things out there that people worship that are not going to be there. We, 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 we sang about it just a few minutes ago. Every knee will bow. Every tongue's going to confess. One day, everybody's going to finally agree 
that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Everlasting. There's no end. There's no end. He's ever, forever and ever and ever going to be our everlasting Father. We live in a world where we're being a Father. Actually, having a Father is rare. But He's the Father to the fatherless. He's the one that could... I've known men that didn't have fathers. They come into the house of God. They get a pastor in their life. They get a relationship with God. And they grow up to be the father that they never had. Because here, I'm, I'm here to tell you, to be a father, you need to be taught how to be a father. You need to be taught how to be a father. And God loves us enough to direct our steps and to teach us and to give us. I've seen men that weren't raised by fathers grow up and become the best fathers there ever was. He's the everlasting father. But here's my main point. He's the prince of peace. You see, the world serves a prince of chaos. But we serve the prince of peace. It was no accident that he labeled himself the prince of peace. Because he understood we were going to live in a world full of chaos. Full of anxiety. Full of trouble. And he understood that my babies, they need to have a God that's going to give them the peace that they never had. That's going to give them peace. That's going to get them through every trial and every tribulation. And that's the God we serve. The prince of peace, amen. He's the chief ruler of peace. He gives peace to the weary. See, the meaning of peace is completeness. It's soundness. I'm going to tell you, this world is full of people that aren't complete. This world is full. A lot of the people that are full of hatred are people that are incomplete. I can look at people and I can, I've talked to people and I've seen that they're empty inside. They don't know who they are. They have no identity. And they're just looking. They're looking for someone to believe in them. They're looking for someone to tell them they can do it. And when the wrong people come into their life, they attach themselves to it. Why? Because they're incomplete and they're looking to feel complete. But peace that the Bible talks about is, is, is completeness, it's soundness, it's welfare, it's peace. And that's the God that we serve. He rules in that atmosphere. He is the prince of peace. You see, he's gifted and given peace to the weary. Mark 5, the man that was full of devils. Remember that. He was, he was, he was tormented. Fully tormented, amen? Fully tormented. Lived a life of chaos. But when Jesus showed up, he gave him peace. He gave him what he lacked, and it was peace. He thrived. Jesus, when he did what he did throughout the Bible, there was an atmosphere of peace. Because I believe that peace is what draws people to the church. I've been around people that are in the church, and I want to get away from them so quick. Because just being around them, I'm like, oh, I feel feel anxious being around these people. I just, oh, you know, you just, you just feel, you you get some anxiety upon you. You get weary. You get tired of hearing he said, she said, gossip. I'm telling you, there's no peace when you got a spirit of gossip. 
But I've been around people, you're just like, I got to get away from these people. They're making me anxious, nervous. But you see, it's the opposite when you get around good people. Your mind goes directly to those kind of good people, people you want to be around, people you look forward to going eating lunch with. Those are the people that you'll cancel your plans when they call. Hey, you want to go do? Absolutely. You free. I am now. Let's go get some lunch. Let's go deer hunting. Let's go do something. I got an amen out of one of you. I got a deer hunter with me today. This is, this is my favorite time of the year, by the way. October, the weather's beautiful, the leaves are changing, and it's deer season. Praise God. Amen. But peace, we, we love those type of people that, that have peace. And, and that's the, that peace that, 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 that God dwells in is the same peace that attracts people to you, that attracts people to this. Because they live in a world ruled by a prince that is full of chaos. So what they're really wanting, they don't know how to achieve. But when they find someone who's full of the Holy Ghost, that has a true relationship with God, they can't help but feel that peace. They say, I don't know what you got, but I've got to have it. I've got to get what you've got. Amen. Mark 4.39, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. These were the men that Jesus said, hey, get in the boat. We're going to the other side. That's all he told them. I love how God sometimes doesn't give you all the details. If he gives you all details, get with me. I want to know what you're praying because I need, I need to pray that prayer. Because he, for some reason, never gives me all the details. He just pretty much gives me a direction and doesn't tell me anything in between. He says, get in the boat, guys. We're going to the other side. All right, get in the boat. We're going to, and in the midst of all that, a storm arose. Where is Jesus? He's sleeping. He's sleeping. Why is he sleeping in a storm? Because he's peace. He's the prince of peace. He can sleep in storms. He, he doesn't care. He knows he, the storm isn't in control. He knows he's in control. In the midst of all that, here, here he, they're, 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 they're flipping out. Finally, he gets up. He comes out there. He rebukes the storm. And they're amazed. They are absolutely amazed that he can control the storms. But what I like about this is, is it was so funny because he created an atmosphere of, uh, atmosphere of chaos so that he could show them that he was in control and bring them peace. But the scripture that I just read about you in Mark 5 was where he was going next. He was on a peace mission. He showed them, hey, I'm in control of the storm. I just spoke peace. Now I'm going to go find this man that's full of devils, and I'm going to speak peace into his life. Why does he do all that? Because he's simply the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. In Ephesians 2, when I read some of my text, here's what I love about this. It says, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and then mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. That's Paul speaking. We were all sinners. But chapter, verse 4 says something. It's amazing. It says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, 
and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle used to be. It doesn't matter what your childhood. It does matter. Not that, it, not that we don't care. We care. But what I'm trying to say, it, there's, it doesn't set limitations on you. It doesn't matter what your past was. It doesn't matter the amount of chaos. It doesn't matter the amount of fear. We've got to understand that we had all that because of the prince of the air. But when you come into the house of God and you find a Holy Ghost filled altar and you begin to repent and you begin to surrender yourself to God, I'm here to tell you, all that that goes away and, and there's a newness about you you'll never never forget why because now you serve the prince of peace now you're serving the prince of peace and when you serve the prince of peace everything everything changes everything changes what you once were can i get an amen it's gone and what you are now is something completely new and incredible. Why? Because it's all about who you serve. It's all about who you call your God. And when you truly serve your God, you can't help but have peace. You can't help but have peace in your life. I'm here to tell you, people make it look good living in this world. They act like they don't have worries. They act like they don't have it, that, that it's all going good. But I'm here to tell you, they're living a lie. We've got to understand, we serve the Prince of Peace. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. See, the, the, the peace that the Bible talks about, it's so amazing. That often it doesn't even make sense. You see, God doesn't take the problems. He doesn't take the storm away. He doesn't take the issues away. But what he does is sometimes, he, what he likes to do, he'll take the worrying away. And in the midst of what you see with your eyes physically, you'll have something in your spirit that makes no sense. It was the same thing that Paul and Silas had in their spirit when they were about to be crucified they're about to be killed but there was such crazy peace that they had that was so powerful that they could sleep how many of you can sleep good at night worrying i can't how many of you could go to bed tonight and say man i am going to be refreshed tonight i'm dying tomorrow but you know what i need i need some sleep because i don't want to die tired amen it's just not natural it doesn't make sense. But yet when you live for God and you give God everything that you have, it's not going to make sense. But you're still going to have that peace. Just like my wife said earlier, the whole way that all of this happens is when you truly surrender yourself to God. It's when you truly let God be God in your life and you put God first in everything that you do, every decision you make, everything that you want to do, all of your desires, when you put God first, you're going to have peace. You're going to have peace. Amen? John 14 says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, peace I leave with you. My angel I give unto you. 
My peace I give unto you. Not as the world give, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Church, we've got something that is so amazing. We've got the Holy Ghost, the true comforter. When you have the Holy Ghost, you're going to have peace. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're going to have peace. You see, the world lives in chaos because their prince rules through chaos. But we, as the church, should have peace. You want to know a good indicator on where you are spiritually? I'm just going to say it. Do you have peace in your life? Are you ruled by fear? You see, there's indicators in our, in our walk with God sometimes that, that God will quicken my. Sometimes we, we can often think that we're, we're better off than we are. Just like sometimes we think we got more money in the bank account than we do. Amen. We're, we're optimistic in some areas. But you see, I have, I have ways of knowing where I am spiritually. And whenever those things arise, it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm not where I thought I was. Maybe I need to fast a little bit more. Maybe I need to look at my prayer life and just really find out where I really am. And one of the ways we can really look at ourselves to find out where we really are spiritually is do we live in fear? Do we have anxiety? Or we, do we have some of the things that the enemy uses to rule? Are some of those things ruling us in our life? Because in Acts 2.38, we understand what we've got to do. We've got to repent and be baptized. Everyone. That, 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 that's everybody. In the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We, we understand all of that. But the greatest thing we have is the Holy Ghost. The greatest way we're going to have peace is, is having the Prince of Peace living inside of us. Why am I saying all that today? I, I believe we're living, there's so many unknowns. You want to know what gives a lot of people anxiety? It's the unknown. It's the unknown. And right now in America, we're at a place where there's a lot of unknowns. We don't know what's going to happen in a month. We don't know what's going to happen in a year. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. There are so many things out there. There are so many people coming to me. All kinds of people come to me. Well, did you know that this could happen in October? This could happen in November? There are so many people living in fear. Fear of the unknown. Now, I'm not the kind of guy that says, well, I'm just going to blindly not do anything. You, you need to use wisdom. You understand? Take care of your family. Put a little money up. Take, do what you got to do. I understand all that. But there's a difference between doing that kind of stuff and living in fear. There's a lot of unknowns going on right now. And what I'm trying to say as a church, we don't need to allow fear of the world, the spirit of fear, to creep inside the church. And you know what's going to keep that from happening? Trusting in God more than trusting in this world. Understanding that God has us in the very palm of his hand and he knows us more than we can ever know ourselves. We've got to have that relationship with God. We've got to have that trust in God. Let's go ahead and let's stand.